couple of weeks ago, I did some interviews with some homeschool, work-from-home moms to learn what their struggles are when it comes to managing their homes. I have one of those moms on the show with me today, giving us a closer look into what their daily routines are like while they're home full-time. If you've been thinking about homeschooling, or even wondering what it's like to have your kids home all day and not lose your mind, (laughs) you will not want to miss Courtney's story. This episode is filled with a lot of good nuggets and tips for managing your home and family. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Now we're recording. (laughs) Man, that was a good good start off intro, Courtney. And I wasn't even recording, so that's okay. I hope you can redo all of that and make it sound just as good. We're going to try, we're going to try. All right, friends, welcome to today's show. I have a, a now new good friend of mine, Courtney Albertson on the podcast today to talk about family life at home. We actually met while I was doing some market research for my professional organizing business and for this podcast. And we just hit it off and clicked and it's been great connecting with her ever since. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Courtney Albertson on the show. And Courtney, we're just going to start out by just telling us a little about yourself, your work from home, homeschooling mom, what brought you home to work from home and then to choose homeschooling. So redo that beautiful (laughs) intro all over again. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So thanks for having me today, Lisa. Um, As she mentioned, I am Courtney Albertson. I'm an Air Force wife. We'll be celebrating 13 years of marriage this year. Um, I have two rambunctious boys and my boys are the reason that I came home to work. Um, Prior to having children, I worked um, as a child development teacher, AKA a daycare um, caregiver. And once I had my oldest who is now nine, I was like, why am I dropping him off for nine hours a day to go take care of other people's children? Like that makes no sense. (laughs) Um, Never mind that part of my paycheck was going to pay for said childcare. Like really? (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) So um, we got orders from Washington to Hawaii and it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to take that break and, you know, have the conversation with David of, I think I'm going to stay at home with our oldest and, you know, we can revisit going back to work or whatever. And so that's what I did. I stayed at home with him at the time. He had just turned two. Um, and I loved it. We spent so much time together and it was just amazing to like 
be the person that experienced some of his firsts versus getting the video from his daycare providers. Absolutely. Um, and so um, we experienced two losses in between having our oldest and our youngest. And I, once I successfully, I guess, <laughs> birthed our youngest um, and he was earthside and he was there, I realized that I was never going to go back to work. It was, it was, you know, I became the helicopter mom, like they are mine. They will be mine forever. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so I had the conversation with David that I will stay at home. Of course it became okay. That's fine, but we're going to need some financial contribution. Right. Yeah. Um, so like any good Air Force wife, I like to say, and mom that's decided to stay at home, I immediately like dove into network marketing um, and all of those things. And it is so true what they say. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's, it's hard to succeed in that world. Um, if you don't have the connections, I like to say, if you have the connections, I think it's extremely easy. Right. But when you don't, um, my family and friends were not a good warm market. They yeah. weren't interested in what I had yeah. to So um, I said, okay, I've got to do something. And I came across, I'm going to kind of give just a small shout out here, Lisa. I came across a beautiful woman named Lauren Golden. She's the owner founder of the Free Mama Movement. And she teaches you to become a virtual assistant. Hmm. And so that's how I started my own business. And it has led me to where I am today as a marketing coach. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And from there, homeschooling, Lisa, that's a story all in itself, honestly. Um, I was the mom that said I was never going to homeschool. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> never going to homeschool. Never, never, never. Um, my kids will go to public school. You know, they will get their education there. And um, because we're military, we move every three to four years. Right. We came to South Carolina from Oklahoma and I knew it was going to be hard because the, the school my oldest had attended in Oklahoma set the bar so incredibly high, Mm -hmm. so incredibly high. And I knew that finding another school like that was going to be hard, but I thought we can just push through. We'll be fine eventually we'll let, you know, we'll let go of what we had and we'll just adjust. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And then my third grader who loves school, I couldn't get him to play hooky. I would ask him, let's stay home together today. I was just like that. (laughs) Let's stay home. Let's not go to school today. And he would tell me no. So he he would he, he wanted to go. He wanted perfect attendance, didn't he? Yes. yes. Like <laughs> That's he how I was. Not, he did not want to skip school, but he started faking being sick. And um, <clears throat> when I finally dove into the conversation with him and he said the words, mom, I'm not learning anything. Mm. The teacher is so busy, always correcting the same three or four boys in my class Mm -hmm. that we're not learning anything. Yeah. And you want to talk about my heart shattering as a mama, because here's my baby who loves to learn, loves to go to school. Yeah. Miserable and not learning. Mm. So, um, 
at that time, I told David, I said, I think we've got to make a decision. And we tried to transfer him to a different school and we were denied. Um, and so I said, okay, we're going to pull. And we did. And so we just wrapped up our first year of homeschooling. <laughs> and it was amazing. And, yeah. I, you know, it's not rainbows and sunshine. No, it's not. Day, there are very hard days. And there are days when I'm like, oh, it would just be so easy to put you back in public school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see that. I see that yellow school bus drive, drive by. And I'm like, I'm sending out warnings. I'm like, if you don't sit down, I'm going to put you on that bus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But all in all, it was amazing. Yeah. And I enjoyed being able to be with him so much um, and just having them here with me literally all the time. Like while it's exhausting, like it's, yeah. it just fills my soul, you know, yeah. it fills my soul. And to watch him light up when I'm the one teaching him something new is yeah. it's just like when they're infants and you get to be the one yeah. that sees that first milestone yeah. like it just makes my heart burst so yeah. it was it was amazing yeah you get to be the one I I, I call it a beautiful chaos because yes. it's like you want to be with them but at the same time they drive you crazy but then to think them not being with you you couldn't even bear it yes <laughs> it's, yes. it's pure chaos it's like just I don't know it's hard to describe it's really it really is so what kind of difficulties? Okay. First of all, let's back up a little bit. You okay. mentioned, you mentioned network marketing and how you started there as a stay-at-home mom. And I could probably guess that most listeners have crossed, you know, that has crossed their mind or if they've delved into network marketing at some point and you know, it's, it's a whole world in itself. And it's, it's hard because, you know, a lot of people get into network marketing. They've never been, they've never owned a business. They've never done any kind of entrepreneurial work at all. And so this is like their first step. And I always, you know, for me, I learned a lot through network marketing and it, like you, it bridged me over into thinking about other ways that I can mm -hmm. earn income from home. And so it really is, I feel like the first step in I would say a, a lot of women bridging over into being mompreneurs or entrepreneurs. And so it, it's not bad. And there are people that make it as a career, but it is, it is, you know, it, it's quite difficult um, yes. for the long term. Yes. Yes, I agree. So um, I can relate with you on that aspect. Um, but so let's, let's talk about what difficulties did you encounter with your son when you brought him home or when with your children, when you decided to bring him home from school? And as far as like different difficulties you found, like managing your home and homeschooling at the same time, what was, what were some of the difficulties that you had? I think that the very first difficulty we had bringing him home from public school was that in my mind, homeschooling had to look just like public school. Oh yeah. I thought that too. Right. Like we had to be at it for eight hours a day. It was worksheets only pencil to paper, um, calendar time, say the pledge. Yes. Like it was <laughs> all of the things yeah. and it was, you know, reading books, you know, like, and I, I encourage him to read, of course, but like, I still had like the AR testing mentality. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and that was the hard part was breaking away from the fact that it didn't have to be eight hours a day, because for me, that was the stress, the mm-hmm. stress of how am I going to continue to run my business, mm-hmm. still have time for my little one who's not in school yet and homeschool like that to me, it was such a full plate. Right. And when I finally realized that we could literally do our homeschooling day in two hours or less my mind was blown. Right. Like, oh, this doesn't have to be a sit down for eight hours a day. I actually can allow him to have freedom to just be a kid and play and go outside in nature and explore and go and do like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Right. And he's still learning. Like that was the, that was the hard part initially. Um, Once we got into the groove of things, the hard part became, what do you do on the days when neither one of you are motivated, right? Like as the mom, as the mom, you're being the discipline, the responsible one where you're like, okay, we still have to do this. Right. But really (laughs) you're, you're not digging it. Right. No. And then you're sitting him down and you're telling him, okay, we've got to do this. You've got to do this. We've got to do this. And he's looking at you like, I'm not today. Like this, this is not. And so then you're butting heads, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just, just like butting mm-hmm. heads and it's turning into more stress than it's worth at that point. Right. Um, and it was the letting go of, okay, well we can minimize this to either meeting just the bare minimum to call it a homeschool day, or we can scratch it all together. Right. And it's okay to do that, right? right? Like, I think that it's such a stigma, Lisa, in, in public school, you're only allowed so many absences, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're only, and they have to be excused absences. And the fact is, kids need mental health days just as much as adults do. Amen, sister. Amen. That's so good. You know, and if, if, if we're not digging it, and if he's not digging it, and we're just going to end up fighting, I'm not, I'm just, we're just going to call it for the day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Call it. You go do what you need to do. That's going to fill your cup, bring you joy. And I will do what I need to do. That's going to fill my (laughs) cup and we'll revisit it again tomorrow. Right. We some, so we sometimes, um, take all of these outside pressures and bring them into our home when it's quite unnecessary. I mean, like I told you at our last, um, our chat time is the greatest teacher time. It's not from books. It's not from pencil and paperwork. Time is the greatest teacher and allowing our children time to mature. They're going to learn way more than if we were to jam pack it in to a five day school week. I mean, just even if you did a little bit and you did one day or two days a week, we need to stop comparing our homeschool system, our homeschool routine to what is normal out into it, out in the public school system, because I remember sitting in my graduation on our football field. And I thought to myself, what did I learn? What did I learn from all these years in school? I really could not like recall. I mean, of, of course, when I would maybe come across like an algebra problem, I could probably do it if it came up, if it came, but I was sitting there and I was thinking, what did I learn all these years? It wasn't the books and the paper and the, the 
you know, all the things, it was the time that I had to mature and all the experiences that I had along the way that taught me all the things that I needed from that point on. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Yes. It's so true. It's so true. And I think about that even on a, on a university and a college level, like I have a four-year degree that I don't even use. I pay for it, but I don't even use it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it wasn't even needed. And that was in my generation, you know, that's what was pressured. You have to go to college to succeed. Yes. And, and, and being an entrepreneur was not even like mentioned. No, I had no clue. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't a thing. Well, it was, it was business degree. If you want to go into business, you went to school to have a business degree. And I never knew that you could just get out of school and open a business. I never, I never even knew that you could open a business as early as like, you know, 10 years old. (laughs) I know. And you know, it's so funny because I was just talking to my oldest about this, Lisa. I went to school with someone. I will, he will forever be embedded in my head because at the time we thought he was so weird, right? Like at the time he was extremely intelligent. He was one of our like very yeah. intelligent students in our class. Right. <clears throat> he, I don't want to say he dropped out of high school because that's not true. He opted to stop going to public school, homeschooled and essentially homeschooled himself and opened a landscaping business that he still is succeeding at 20 years later. And at the time we thought he was so weird, so weird, so weird, but that was so weird. Cause it was unheard of. Like, what are you doing with your life? No. And now I'm looking at him and he's like, so incredibly successful. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, he's so cool. Yeah. Like now <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, he, that dude knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, exactly. It's the herd mentality. It's like yes. what everybody's doing, that's what's normal. And to do anything different, oh my gosh, they're so weird. Yeah. I mean, my daughter, and I think that because we homeschool, our kids have the opportunity to see life differently mm-hmm. than in the four walls of the public school system. And I have nothing against public school. I was a public school teacher right. and I came home just because I wanted to spend more time with my children. So I have nothing against it by any means, but the opportunity that our kids have as homeschoolers, my daughter, she's like, mom, I don't want to do this school stuff anymore. I want to work. I want to like actually do something that matters and mean something. I want to get my hands dirty. Can I just go get a job right now? She was like 10 years old, 11 years old. And she wanted to start working. And I was like, um, and I had to convince her. I had to like brainwash her almost and say, no, this is your work. This is your work right now as a child. This is your child work. And I feel so stupid saying that to her because like, you know, it's in the past, you know, we learned from the past the child labor act, you know, child labor laws and, you know, children earning money. Now there was abuse happening back in the day and, you know, children were being taken and, you know, served as, you know, slaves basically, and Mm -hmm. not giving, given their fair share, but children have a desire to work. And it, we've almost been brainwashed to think, oh no, children can't work because it's child labor, you know, and that's against the law, but children have an innate desire to do what they see us doing and they see the rewards that we're getting and they will want the same thing. Yes. Yes. So I, so I think that's a great opportunity for us homeschooling moms or families to be able to expose our children 
to all different types of work. I mean, just in our little farm right here, we have people, we're renovating our house and we have um, farm animals. And like, for instance, our farrier comes here. He stays for about 10 minutes and we have two horses. He charges us $40 per horse to, you know, trim their, their hooves. In 10 minutes, he makes about $80. Right. Like I made, I made a little over $80 for an entire day of work as a public school teacher. <laughs> right. Something is not right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think it's a great opportunity for us to show our kids, Hey, there, there are other things and other opportunities out there. So yes. I think yes. that's great. I love that. Okay. So tell me, okay. You said you're a military family. And, mm-hmm. um, I know in our last conversation, you said your husband is gone a lot as a military, yes. military, um, spouse, and probably a lot of stay at home moms, their husbands are gone all day long, but yours is probably gone a lot more because of deployment or any other kind of work that he's having to do. So can you tell us what habits you have, have established to help you manage your home on your own? What do you think is working for you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I want to preface this with, this is going to sound bad, but it's not bad. (laughs) No, I know what you're going to say. It's fine. (laughs) I have established being independent, super independent, um, not, not relying on my husband to right. do things. Um, right. and I feel like that goes against everything I know, but <laughs> no, I totally understand. I, I had another friend that said the same thing. She's like, it was actually harder when he was home because it would mess up our routines. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and so it's, um, it's just establishing that routine with just my boys of like, okay, here's what our day to day looks like. excuse me and if daddy's around that's great right if he's here we're gonna include him he's totally part of it um but we don't necessarily need to rely on him so even on I think of it even when he's not deployed or or tdy or whatever and he's home like he is right now right like he's home right now there are still days when he's coming home and he's late, you know, coming home because something's happened at work or whatever. Right. I think that's more relatable to those that maybe aren't military spouses right? where their husbands are working extended hours. And so it's kind of like, we still eat dinner at the same time. Mm -hmm. We still, the dishes are still done. We just put a plate aside for dad. If he's coming home late, you know, it's those small things in our day that set us up for when he leaves. Mm -hmm. Not to say that when he leaves, there's not an adjustment or that it's not hard or that there aren't days where I'm like, I need an adult to talk to, (laughs) you know, but it's just the little bit of the little tasks that add up and then just being independent and not relying on him to be that for me. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes me such a bad spouse to say that because he's my husband and he is my partner, but that is just how I have, I have learned because I didn't come from a military background. I had no idea what the lifestyle was like when I married David. And I think that moving away from home that first time, so far away from home, it made us have to depend on each other, but it made me have to realize how to be independent without my mom and dad. So he 
deployed every six months at our first duty station away from home. Mm-hmm. And that first deployment, I was, I was taken back, right? Because he had deployed prior to that, but I just moved back in with my mom and dad. Like it was like no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you're still single. Yeah. Like I'm just going to move back in with my mom and dad and it, they'll take care of me and I'll be fine. And then when you're living in your own house, we didn't have children at the time, you know, and I still had to like function as a human and go to work every day and all of those things. I think that that is where I truly established like that. Okay. I've got to learn to be independent and depend on myself to be able to do the things, mm-hmm. mow the yard, like all the things that he does. Yeah. It's like, I've just learned to do for myself right. when he's not here. So that is the best I can describe. Yeah. It. Well, I, <clears throat> I think a lot, even if moms who are listening, aren't military and aren't you know, their husbands aren't working extended hours, they're home all day long. And you know that when you go to work, you the way you leave your home is how you come home in the afternoon to your home. But when you work in your home, you live in your home all day long, it gets messy all day long and it's constantly picking up and cleaning up. So you as a mom, stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom, you're doing all of the home management all day long by yourself anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, let's go back to what you said. You just established those habits and those routines of what it would look like if he wasn't home. And then when he did come home, he just kind of melded in right where y'all were already established. Yeah. I know for my husband on the days that he doesn't work and it's a school day, he, we've just had open communication. I say, okay, you have to go find something else to do because if not, the kids are going to think it's Saturday, dad's Mm -hmm. home. We get to go play. So whether it's a hobby, whether it's go out in the yard and do yard work and they, they're not seeing you, we just have open communication about that. Mm -hmm. So for your husband, when he is home, um, obviously we're independent women. We learn how to be independent because we're managing our home. Are you are you, I, I say you're playing the damsel in distress because as independent women, we can sometimes just do it all. And mm-hmm. we're like, I'm going to do it all. I, I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going I'm to do it my way. Do you find it difficult or do you make it an intentional effort to play that damsel in distress? And you're like, okay, you know, I need help with this, or this is the, you know, the role that I need you to play in, you know, in this chore, do you intentionally try to, you know, set back a little bit and have him step up. Yes, I do. And it's so funny you mentioned this because that's something that I learned I was going to have to do very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes back to having our oldest. So when we had our oldest, um, he got to take an extended paternity leave, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And he was so hands-on. I mean, he was up with me, you know, if, if the oldest woke up, he got up, we did, we did it all together. And I knew that he was going to be deploying, um, right when our oldest turned two months old, I knew he was going like, it was set in stone. He was going. And as we started to inch closer to that date, I started just like taking over Mm -hmm. and not, and not asking for help. And, um, I'll never forget Lisa, this is where I learned my lesson. This is the exact moment. I was getting my oldest ready to put him in the tub, give him a bath. And David comes around the corner and he's like, so you're just never going to ask for my help again. You just don't need me. 
And I was like, oh, okay, no, that's not it, you know? And I had to really explain, like, I just am trying to get used to doing it on my own. Yeah. Because I know that you're leaving and I know that it's just going to be me and him. And I've got to be able to, to do this on my own and know that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, but in that same moment, I realized, okay, David still needs to be needed, right? He still needs to be included and, and, and to do the things and to feel like the man of the house, right? Like that's what they, that's that's their role. That's what God has put them to be the leader in our relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he, he still needed to feel like he was providing and, and those things. And so, yes, I definitely have learned to intentionally play that damsel in distress, mm. if you will. And, yeah. and I will ask, Hey babe, can you do this? Hey babe, mm-hmm. this needs to be done. Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it has helped tremendously. Like that is such an excellent piece of advice for new military spouses, in my opinion, um, is to, when they are home, make them feel needed, make them feel wanted, make them feel, um, included. You know, it's, it's so easy for us, as you said, to become the independent woman and just do it ourselves. And not to say that it's not exhausting, not to say that it is just like overwhelming and that you don't just have like so much going on, but it just becomes easier to be that independent person to do it. Right. And so you have to really be mindful of when they're home, make them feel needed. Um, you know, and it's, it's the same, I think it's the same, like, I don't know. It's, I think of like my mom and dad who are not military and it's the same principle of like, they both need to feel needed. They Mm -hmm. both feel need, you know, that's something in a relationship Mm -hmm. that is that is a fact, no matter what, right. Whether you're military civilian or otherwise, it's a fact, but I think as a military spouse, it becomes so easy to just forget that piece. Right. Um, that brings me to, to another thought, uh, several, you know, like connected to that. Um, as far as like when you wouldn't ask for his help and he noticed, and he's like, are you never going to ask for my help? I find that sometimes when I ask for help and because my husband might complain about it or he's like exhausted, he's like, oh, yes. You know, the way he responds, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ask for help. I'm just going to do it all myself. But we have to understand that they do want to be asked. (laughs) It's, it's, it's better to be asked than to never be asked and not feel included. So we have to understand that our husbands are still human. They're still going to have feelings. They're still going to have preferences. So when they complain about something, we just need to understand that they still want to be asked. We have to keep that in our, we have to keep that in our mind. He might grumble about it. He might complain. That's just his journey. If he's, if he's not going to do it with a happy heart, that is his path. That is his journey. I still need to you know, be the person who asks because he's, yes. a part of, he's a part of the family and understand that he is having to struggle and deal with those emotions while he's doing the task, but he still needs to be asked. He still needs to be included. So very much so for those women that are like me and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm just not going to ask anymore. Mm-hmm. They still want to be asked. So just push through, push through the grumbling and complaining and know that the alternative of never being asked, that's not what your husband really wants. They do want to be asked. They're just like, 
we just have these human feelings and yes. we gotta allow our, we gotta give each other space to complain about something sometime and not take it so personally. <laughs> right, absolutely. That's such a great piece of advice. I hope you enjoyed listening to Courtney's story as much as I did. She is so down to earth and someone that I could really see myself being friends with in real life. So I'm really thankful for technology and that we were able to connect and bring you her story and what it's like to live in her home and manage her home. I hope you got some good tips from there that you can apply to your own life. And this is just part one of our interview. So head on over to part two to listen to the rest of her story. All right, I'll see you over there.